Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage! Hi, Z! Hi, Z! Now we have to be really quick in today's podcast because Rachel has got something else to do. So... <laughs> How have you been? I've got places to be, people to see. P.S. I love professional look. You've turned up here at the Chateau d'Asher. <laughs> yes. I love this look. I haven't seen this look for a very long time. You have your professional cardigan on. You know what I was thinking? Um, and the hair. Ooh. Oh, thanks. I've done it. Which is different to Seriously. every other time that we see each other. 2.0. <laughs> now I get it. When we do the podcast, I just don't care about how I look because we've known each other for so long and seen each other in all sorts. Correct. So we're luckily in that friendship mode where I can turn up in my PJs and it absolutely makes no difference. But the problem with that is that, you know, I mean, all the youngins and all the shows and things are into these things called Instagram and whatnot. And every single week I think to myself, you know, Paulie and I should really be doing a live broadcast on Periscope, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, or Instagramming a photo of us. And I, and I think well, I, every single time I turn up, I don't turn up in a way that I could be photographed without looking horrific. I like that the show does not have a visual element. I like yeah. that we are old school radio style show. Mm. It's not about billboards. Mm-hmm. Never has been about Never billboards. Has. We asked it to be about billboards. <laughs> Never was about billboards. You know, on the way over here, I just wanted to tell you something that I saw... You know, picking your nose in the car. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm not going to pretend I haven't. It's a bit of a no man's land, right? Yeah, well, everyone thinks that the four walls, Mm. apparently it's one-way glass. Yeah. (laughs) Because people just think, yeah, I'll pick my nose, I'll I'll pick a pimple, Mm -hmm. I'll fiddle with this and that. The thing I have assumed is that unless you are in a closed-windowed, closed-doored room, there is always someone that might be able to see you, Correct. you know? So you've and got to be careful. And my assumption is in the day of the dash cam, mm. that there's every chance that somebody's filming this. Very stuff. true. Perhaps it's a sign of my paranoia. <laughs> so today on the drive over here, I saw a guy, I don't want to get crass here. Oh, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, this is the Big Ideas podcast on Radio National. <laughs> So please be careful before you take us into the shallow end. (laughs) (laughs) You have heard the previous 50 episodes. Oh, we're supposed to have special guests. I know, that was a great idea and I meant to reply to that email. (laughs) 52, celebrating a year of Paul and This is going to be the way that it goes down. Okay, but if we're not having a special guest do special messages, we at least have to have a special guest read the story time at the end. Sure. Okay? Sure. Because that requires no we, preparation. Correct. Well, as we go back through the, the best of the stories. <laughs> so this guy, obviously, if you're going to pick your nose in the car, the problem with that is that you've got to get rid of it. Mm. You know, unless you're a complete nut of grub. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> so, flick, the rub, the what do you exactly. do? Exactly. Now, by the way, am I the only one who, as you're talking about this, suddenly has an itch in to, my nose? You want to pick it? No, well, I'm not going to do that here. <laughs> Certainly not at my own dining table. As big as a pig as you may know me all to be. Here at this dining table, yeah. I ain't about to go mining. Well, this guy, I find that you know, even though you're flying past that car and you're not necessarily having an audience, you still got to be a little bit, you know, secretive about how you're getting rid of what you've just, you know, excavated from your nostrils. But this bloke, or I drove past this guy, and the reason that I know he was picking his nose is because all I saw was a half wound down window oh, and a hand oh. out of. <laughs> 
<laughs> rolling it into a bowl. Rolling it into a bowl, and then it was clearly one of those ones that's extra sticky, so it was just flicking, flicking. Then, oh. then he got the, <laughs> then he quickly got the other hand out, so he must have had to do the old knee driving to sort of like try. And, oh. Then it got stuck. Oh, on and he's just going. This is a disaster. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Hey, can we have a moment, please? We have to play something for the dear listener, and please hit us up at our uh, website and send us an email. I think Asha may have spoken her first word at five months, P.S. Genius, baby. Well, look, you're saying it's the first word. Yeah. Mum is unconvinced. I'm happy to say genius, baby. Okay, I'm telling you why mum is unconvinced, because have a listen to this, and you send us an email and tell us if Asha has not just said her first word. That is daddy. That no, now that I hear that's that's genius, baby. Yeah. Yay! Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, you know I love a little bit of nude news. Oh yes. Now, so we're not going to do an intro. Nude news. I think we actually had a nude news intro at some. We might have done. Let me go back through the archives where we've dipped in for the stories that'll be on. Look, I think it's great. Yeah. Only after what a year and a bit of doing this podcast, we're now into review mode. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that best of segment. Let's do that. There's that moment, isn't there? Yeah. Anyway, don't worry. We will keep trying to craft this font of creativity for you each and every week. Anyway, uh, firefighters in Florida have rescued a naked man trapped on a raised drawbridge. So he was swimming nude. Yeah. He, he got himself into a bit of trouble. Yeah. So for some reason, you swim towards a bridge. For some mm. reason, you climb onto the bridge. And for some reason, you flag down a woman running a marathon. <laughs> Now, here's the question. If you were running a marathon and a nude man was running up to you, which service would you call Triple O for? To rescue him or to rescue you? My great problem with this story is that all I can think of is a medieval drawbridge. <laughs> so there's a moat. Yes. So you think there's a dude nude playing with his plums at yes. the top of the moat. Yeah, like it's the drawbridge has gone up and he's hanging dangling off the drawbridge and then some lovely lady comes through the English countryside yes. doing a marathon and there's a guy hanging from a drawbridge with his balls out. What do you think medieval spanks were like? Because, you know, I mean, like the way they used to fight wars was wearing a tin can. Yeah. The way they... You know, went to formal occasions with all that sort of bustier and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, Would you the, wear slave skin? The, the top bit was always the corset, but for your like bottom section, the thing about medieval times, and I still cannot believe we never went there when we were in LA. <laughs> cannot believe it. But it's just it. a restaurant, isn't it? I, I don't care. All right, I'll take you back. There, Can right? we please yeah, go I'll, to medieval take... times? Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to actual medieval times. Um, the thing about that is that everything was painful. Everything had spikes. So something tells me that a Spanx from medieval times would have, you know, some kind of spikes to mean that if you, you know, yeah, breathe out fat, at all. Yeah. It'll puncture you. Exactly, exactly. They were big on their hardcore punishment. Oh, absolutely. Then, you know? If everything was painful, how do you think a medieval wax was? Oh, okay. Let me tell you a story. And and P.S., if, if you're interested in getting in radio, this break is a great example of how to just jump the hell on a tangent and go wherever right. it goes. <laughs> Say if how not to <laughs> weird premise and let's no. go. With it. All right, so taking that point about the waxing and bringing it into modern times, I had a friend of mine 
tell me that her husband works with like a local AFL club in Western Australia. Yeah. The young boys, they were like all of legal age. Don't uh, say young boys. Then. Okay, all right, sorry. Just young boy, like any okay. story that's going to involve <laughs> coaches and young boys, <laughs> even though I know we can beep it, yeah. I just want to save you the editing time. Okay, early 20s, Okay, right? Early 20s. Young men. Young men. The young, fit. fit young men. Nubile. <laughs> now you're pushing it. So these fit young nubile men were Ooh. talking about the ladies that they enjoy the company of on the weekends, right? <laughs> And as they do in the locker room, they were talking about some very private, open, personal issues, including the fact that there's no hair down there on many of the young women, all of the young women. So one of the blokes who coaches them said, this to me, boys, does not make any sense. How in your day, nobody has any hair anywhere. Nobody likes a girl with a good, strong bush. And these boys... Imagine your coach standing there in a tracksuit and a whistle using that term. And these boys have turned around and said, what do you mean, Bush? And they the guy said, the term. no, no, no. They had no idea that women have pubic hair. Stop it. Seriously? <laughs> they were like, what do you mean that, that it comes with hair? And, that he, and this guy was like, oh, no, no, no. These women have gotten rid of the pubic hair that you don't see. There was pubic hair there. And hang these on. boys had no, they had never seen a single woman with pubic hair. But hang on, but surely, okay, I understand that on the internet, but surely in some sort of sex ed class, when you're told the difference between girls and boys, what's happening to me? Hasn't been that updated. What? That there's the laser edition. I don't, I don't know whether it was just a specific group of boys. Wow. And please hit us up on. Oh, the... no, I'm looking forward to this hook. I want to. <laughs> I want to hear how you. <laughs> oh, there are a lot of questions you could ask right now, Rach. What question will you ask? I want you to hit us up on the Facebook page or uh, on our website and tell us about that thing that you didn't know. <laughs> you know that you found out later. Yeah. Was that a good way to do See, it? See, and that's why the radio kids <laughs> are listening. That's how she stays on the air. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Going back to those things just quickly that you didn't know, mm. have I told this story before about my young teenage boyfriend who came to the shops when I needed to buy ladies' products? Uh, this is one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> Do, okay. I, uh, do it again because it's part of the archives. Okay, all right, for our 51th anniversary. <laughs> if you needed the story, this bloke's an idiot. Okay, so I went to the shops with this young lad um, to buy some ladies' products. And... Oh, jeez. <laughs> what, you're sitting watching a TV show and you're like, hey, darling, <laughs> let's go to Woolies. I think that the situation was more desperate than that. Oh, okay. So I've gone to run into the shops to grab something. And when I came out with them, he said, are those for the blue stuff or the red stuff? (laughs) (laughs) And I said to him, "Uh, what what are you talking about? And he said, oh, well, right, there are tampons, right, and then there are pads. And on the ads, they pour the blue liquid into the pads. So did you buy the stuff for the blue liquid or the red liquid? Some things can't be shown literally. Literally, exactly. (laughs) Can you imagine the ads if they were literal? I mean, they just would be taken off the air in a second. So this guy, of course, when you are that age, you're going to ask these questions and you don't need to be corrected. But what are you supposed to say as a woman? I can't let him go on into the rest of his life telling every girlfriend after that, off your pop for that blue liquid, sweetheart. I would have. You, you would. I would have just gone, oh, look, it's the blue stuff. 
and then just and then just good luck. Yeah, on your merry way. You're listening to Paul and Rach. We haven't done one of these for a while. It is Paul and Rach's Tech Time. Yes. Uh, hang on. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Where we can't work technology. <laughs> oh, yes. Well. Okay. It's... If anyone actually has that ringtone, you have made a massive mistake. I agree. All right. Now, um, there is a product. It's new to the market. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will not tell you what the product is. I will let the ad tell you. Enjoy. Do you like to make your penis feel good and are overwhelmed by all the choices? Love getting but hate the hassle and expense of getting someone else to give them to you? Until now, there haven't been many good choices. But finally, there's something different and better. The Auto Blow 2 is a small machine that simulates the feeling of a real Oh my god. So, buy the Auto Blow 2 today and enjoy a Wherever and whenever you want one. Well, at least women don't have to come up with an excuse anymore. <laughs> Get the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. We don't do a lot of breaking news on this podcast. Hang on, we've got a damn intro for it. I know, but if we're brutally honest, we rarely actually break the news. Oh, well, well, oh, 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 well, <laughs> well sure. So, can I do a new segment called Actual Breaking News? Actual Breaking News. Sorry, you've thrown me. Actual breaking news. Married at first sight. Oh, no. The couple from the first episode last week, Ronnie and Michael. Yeah. They got married last week. Then the two couples got married. Fake married this week. And then next week we start to see their honeymoon. And on and on it goes until the end of the show. The actual breaking news is that a friend of a friend of mine pashed Michael on the weekend. So I can say... The old Ronnie and Michael wedding didn't work out. Actual breaking news. <laughs> Who would have thought it, that the marriage on TV never lasted? Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, do you have any fears of uh, being pronounced dead before you actually are? Oh, yeah. I'm fearful of being buried alive. That's why cremation all the way. Um, I'd rather you know be burned you alive. Come back from that. <laughs> no, I know. It's slightly more permanent. Like, you're not going to wake up as dust and then go, let us reform like the Terminator. But if I wake up six feet under, I'm stuck down there. But at least you've got a chance. No, you don't have a chance. I can't dig out of a coffin. Those things are structurally sound. And i got six feet of dirt above me. What? I'm going to be buried with a mobile phone so that if they make a mistake, I can put a call in and go, uh, sweetheart, a bit premature. Yeah, I'm going to say to the funeral directors, I am a cremation person, yep. but otherwise, just shallow grave. <laughs> shallow grave in a national park. There's a chance I can be found. And by shallow, we mean those people that bury their partners at the beach, you know, <laughs> where your sort of head's still above, your head and your feet are still up. Wow, this is a dark <laughs> podcast. Yeah, are we both okay? Probably <laughs> not. All right, now, uh, news.com.au. A man was pronounced dead after collapsing in his apartment but began to move his limbs when he was about to be taken to the morgue. Here's where my grey area is. I think that there should be an agreed amount of time that you're left out (laughs) so that you can see whether you're really done or not. You know, if you're proper dead, a week you're not coming back from that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but... I mean, think about those poor mortuary workers who've got to put up not only with A, your rigor mortis, but two, 
The stink. <laughs> Imagine that if everyone had to wait a week. So you knew that, you know, Mrs. If, whatever died next door. But mm. you've got to go, oh, okay, we get it. She's dead, for God's sake. But, Only been four days. <laughs> it's a, the Rachel Law's in play. <laughs> it's a small price to pay to prevent the one in a bajillion case of being buried alive. This is excellent reasoning. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. I wanted to ask you about... No! <laughs> a con- the concept of sex quotas. You know my wife and child are in the house. <laughs> so I will answer very honestly. <laughs> I'm talking about single people who go out and say, I, I said this because I heard a recent story about a girl who has decided she's going to aim for a one route a month quota. She'll achieve it. Do you think? Of course she will. Yeah. I'm sorry, but we all know why she's going to achieve it. Because let's be honest, the guardians of the yes or no yep. are not the bloke. Okay, but she's not going to necessarily be able to achieve it with the person that she'd love to achieve it with because oh. I think that guys hold a lot more of the cards. Like it's harder for a woman to find somebody that she actually is really genuinely interested well, okay, in. Okay, so we're saying, is she just, I mean, is she just uh, notching it up or is yeah. she saying she wants to fall in lust? 12 times in a year. No, I think she just wants to notch it up. How's that going to not happen? Yeah, no, you're right. Seriously, she could go up to any bloke. Mm. Photo, by the way. Oh, no, I don't have a photo of her. You're not Facebook friends? Come on, I'm just no. going to... Oh, we'll be able to tell you. No, I don't Can have a Google photo of something? her. Can you Google something? Find... You, oh, she doesn't exist. <laughs> no, she does exist. This is you, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, oh, I can't Google. You know the entire internet's full of pictures. Type her name in. No, no, I don't know her name. This is friend of a friend stuff. Well, Text your friend and find out. I want a name so I can make a judgment call by the end of this potty how easy this is going to be. Just a moment. Through the magic of podcasts, we are now back and I have checked the photo. No problems whatsoever. (laughs) No problems whatsoever. Okay, so she's going to get her quota, no doubt. No problem whatsoever. And I think she might meet her quota a lot sooner than a year. (laughs) So what about this? I heard a story from the same source about Essendon players. Same source? Look at you! (laughs) Who is this person? You've got sources, you're breaking news, you're obsessed with death. A journalist has the integrity not to reveal her sources. (laughs) Yes, that's right. I refer to myself on this podcast talking about death and machines as a journalist. News people can use. (laughs) So apparently there is an Essendon player who is currently 30 for 30, 30 chicks in 30 days. That seems tiring. I know yeah. this seems bizarre, but I would imagine the novelty could wear off after 10. See, I would think the same. And who is f***ing on a Tuesday? You know- <laughs> Get the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I was concerned about something politically. Uh, well, as a, journalist. as a journalist. As a journalist. Please, can you never be called a social commentator? Don't ever yeah. let them on the Today Show or okay. Project call you a social commentator. Yeah, that's not a real job. Neither is socialite. You know? Oh, no, please. I don't even know. You cannot put that as your occupation. So uh, it was nothing to do with Joe Hockey's comments on Q&A. What I was concerned about is that the Immigration Department has had to issue a list of rules and regulations about what people can and can't wear. Cold and 
<laughs> what? That was I had my next story up, and then just some oh. ad started playing. Oh, auto roll ads. <laughs> um, so anyway, they've had to actually go through and say expressly that you cannot wear onesies to work. Who's wearing them? <laughs> Apparently, people are. What I'm sorry if I thought that the immigration department was one of those places where, sure, they might get things a little wrong, but they're a professional organisation. I mean, they are, last time I checked, dealing with whether people are refugees or not. Yeah. Like, this is, the, you know, this is not a place, you know, oh, I understand, you know, maybe a onesie might get worn to, oh, I don't really think there's any scenario where a onesie's okay, but maybe some sort of online company advertising come. Yeah. Fine. We work in radio. Nobody comes to work no. in a onesie. And you should see what some people come to work in. Some of the other things they've had to expressly ban are Ugg boots and thongs. That's ridiculous. Like flip-flops we would turn up to radio work in. But no, not the Ugg boots. But thing. not Ugg boots. I saw somebody at the New South Wales Art Gallery in a pair of Ugg boots. Oh! <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, Paul and Rachel. Have you done Vivid yet, Rach? Not yet, no. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. Do you go in on the opening week, though? I tell you, my father's filled me with the fear. I've got too many people in there. No, okay. Here's the trick. Mm. Uh, And I I have perfected this over the few years that Vivid has been around in Sydney, which is go after 10 o'clock because the lights stay on until midnight. But obviously, all the families go home and are in bed. So there's not a lot of people around during the week, late at night. Yeah, it's a bit cold, but... The joy of being able to wander around by yourself, magnificent. And this year, they've spread it like Chatswood, uh, Sydney Uni, all these different places. So I'm telling you, when 2.0, when's 2.0 in town? I'm off to ta- I'm off to Melbourne this weekend. Well, well, you'll be lighting it up down there. <laughs> But there is a small problem that a lot of people have got themselves in trouble with, which is, I'd love you to type in a a website address for me, please, Mm -hmm. which is called vivid.com and tell me what comes up. Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Oh, Courtney Stodden's put out a sex tape? Who's watching that? So (laughs) vivid.com is one of the biggest porn companies in the United States. They're the ones who've made all of the uh, celebrity tapes or released all the celebrity tapes. Now, I was at work yesterday. And I was showing, oh, I was showing people. Oh, Vivid, the lights are great. Let me have a look here. And I just typed in vivid.com. Oh, so look what comes up straight away. <laughs> that front page. Oh wow. Oh god, I just made the mistake of clicking on that Courtney video. <gasps> oh. What is wrong with that girl? Hang on, let me see. Let me oh come dear. Just for journalistic purposes. Look at that. Oh, yeah. But I have something in mind. I guess you could call it a little sexy. This is not this is fine. Hi, baby. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Ah, how do we stop it? Ah, stop. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Have you ever seen anybody come into and leave a country more times than Johnny Depp's done? Oh, isn't it weird? He is up and down like a toilet seat. He's gone now because <laughs> he's... going to say, like a bride's naughty. <laughs> he's gone now because apparently he's avoiding the 10 years jail for pissy and boo or whatever the dogs <laughs> are. Pissy and boo. <laughs> Ah. Well, there is an extradition treaty between America and and Australia. So the idea of just pissing off yeah. doesn't exactly get you off the jail time. <laughs> He's not going to go to jail, but 
He is a bloke who makes how many million a film? Mm. He's going to get fined up the yin yang. Yeah, of course he is. And right, rightfully so. But can you imagine having somebody, a bloke like this, work for you on a job site? You know, every five seconds, like, oh, my marriage, my, or my partner and I are having a fight, whipping on the private jet to go back home to get her. Oh, God, I brought dogs in the country, whipping back home to drop them off. Like, this bloke has barely been on set. Well, correct, which would explain the quality of those pirate <laughs> movies. Yeah. Where he's just turning up for one bit, pissing off, not even bothering to read yeah. the rest of it. But if you had a private jet, now we all know what I'd do in a private jet. We mm. all know it'd be me sitting back, smoking cigars. cigars. Yep. I would love it. Mm. be amazing. Mm. Sit around, you know, I don't know, playing nude guess who. Who knows? <laughs> yep. Private jet, how would Arcorbe spoil herself? See, my great problem with air travel is that you just feel uncomfortable the entire time. Now, I've flown international business once and all I did was sleep because you can put a bed horizontal and all of a sudden you sleep and it's like the flight didn't exist. Now, while that was the best flight I have ever had in my entire life, it also seems like an exceptional waste of a lot of money because all you're doing is sleeping. Remember, you've already got so much money Mm. that a private jet, the cost of a private jet doesn't matter. Okay, so we're not me, we're me with millions. So you're free of me worry of the absurdity of a private jet. Could I be the me that just... What me do you want to be? (laughs) Do you do you do this for a living? I'm sort of worried about why you're all dressed up today. I can be whatever you want me to be. No, I want to be the bloke in Geelong who recently ran out on his mates in the syndicate when he won Tats Lotto. Well, what about, sorry, allegedly. Allegedly. What about that story? $13 million. But he turned up in a $200,000 car. I know. Nah, haven't won Lotto. <laughs> Dude. But also, the, you know the dead giveaway was apparently that Tats, when you win, send you a big bottle of champagne congratulating. So what happened was this bloke won the money, quit his job the next day, and a week later a bottle of champagne <laughs> from Tats Lotto turned up and all the blokes were like, hang on a second, we bought in on a ticket with this bloke. Didn't he turn up in a BMW the other yeah, day? Listen, how do you think you can get away oh, ridiculous. with skipping out on it? But here's what I'm thinking, right? $13 million for one person, life changer. $1 million for one person if you're splitting it between 13 people. Buy yourself a house, so not really a life changer. Would you nick off? No, 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 you would you just go, Ooh, I got a million bucks. I don't know, you can see how people get a little bit delirious about the whole thing. Okay, so I'm all mate with Tat Lotto who allegedly ran off with $13 million. I've got a private jet who gives a rats yeah. I can afford these all do? the Come time. Come on, just, 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 just the crazy rage, you know, nothing's holding me back, nothing's going to stop me, Starship style, nothing's going to stop me now. I'd stock that baby with gluten-free snacks. I had the best intercontinental sleep ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh dear. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Bit of health news, Rach. Oh, yes. Uh, apparently, living next to a busy road, according to news.com.au, could increase the risk of obesity. Oh, for God's sakes. Who comes? Who is the first person to sit down at the table and go, you know what, I reckon I've got a tenuous link we could explore with a bit of taxpayer money? <laughs> now, apparently there's a link towards pollution that comes from traffic mm-hmm. and your overall wellness. And this was actually published in the British Medical Journal. Wow. This is actually a thing. They've also suggested that people who live under a flight path or an airport are likely to suffer weight problems as a result, as a result of noise pollution. I don't understand how you find that link. I've lived under flight paths before and no part of a plane flying over makes you want to eat. But also, like, yeah, what happens? You go, oh, I might go to the gym. Oh, plane flew over. Okay, here we go. Bothered. 
quote from a Dr. Andrei Paiko mm-hmm. from Sweden's something institute. Yep, <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> okay, how would you say that? What's okay. that word there? Okay, you go for it with your international... Sweden's Karolinska Institute. Oh, <laughs> I hate you. Anyway, uh, quote, health effects related to traffic noise are widespread and span from annoyance, sleep disturbance, changes in hormone levels to adverse effects on the cardiovascular system. Seriously, people are having heart attacks because they live next to a main road. This to me just seems like, you know, people's tendency to just make an excuse for everything. Everything's diagnosable. Exactly, exactly. You know, like Tiger Woods isn't just an asshole. He's got sex addiction. There's a million different reasons. To be fair, he built a case for that. Did he? Well, he rooted an awful lot of people. (laughs) But does that equate to addiction or does that just equate to I want to get my end away all the time? I just like when you say that. (laughs) As a journalist. Right. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Uh, right, we could keep going, but I actually have to leave. <laughs> I have to get somewhere pretty quick. So uh, we did promise special guests in the 51th podcast, um, but unfortunately the special guests didn't prepare. <laughs> yes, as I said, I, look, I was really going to reply to that email. Yeah. So and, uh... instead, we're going to get a special guest in to read one of the story times. Now, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a repeat because you've just grabbed from the top of the pile. And what would be really terrible is if this was last week's story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did we do Nice Surprise last week? No, we didn't do it last week. Well, Regional Radio Man (laughs) will read it for you. Hello, everyone. Congratulations, Paul and Rach, on 51 episodes. (laughs) This is a story from People Magazine, dated... (laughs) A long time ago. This is in black and white. (laughs) Nice surprise. I hooked up with this hot chick named Julia at a shindig. Is this voice even mildly near regional radio (laughs) man's anyway? By the end of the night, she and her equally spunky friend were back at my place for an after party. Unfortunately for me, Julia was too pissed for action. (laughs) So I sent them both to my flatmate's empty bed to sleep it off while I ducked back into the lounge and... Watched a porno. (laughs) Of course you did. I was halfway through rubbing one out. (laughs) (laughs) When out of nowhere, Julia's mate Emma walked out and caught me. We didn't come up with a safe word. (laughs) No, correct. (laughs) (laughs) We were so busy. Uh, What what is the safe word? What about pissy and boo? Okay, pissy and boo. Let's not go back to the beginning because we stuffed up and didn't come up with a safe You really word. have to go, don't you? <laughs> I really need to go. Okay, there we go. Anyway, uh, Julia's mate Emma walked out and caught me battling uh, over a delightful pissy and boo scene. Do you need a hand with that? Emma cooed. Oh, of course she did. It was easy to go along with it as we were both drunk anyway, so I just nodded and a few moments later, Emma was on her knees with my pissy and boo... <laughs> In her pissy and boo. <laughs> Keep the porn on, she said, <laughs> sounding like she had a mouthful of Skittles. <laughs> I turned the computer up a little and she placed my hands, as I placed my hands on the top of Emma's head, quietly oh. watching. Can we just pissy and boo all of that? <laughs> okay. I finally pissied and blued as she pissied and blued. <laughs> no, pissy and boo, not blued. Oh, of course. <laughs> Happy 51st podcast, Paul and Rach. 
listening to Paul and Rach.